You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Uh, on this one, we're going to be talking about Tales of the Jedi, uh, the Ahsoka episodes. Uh, I am your host, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, uh, my faithful co-pilots here. Uh, we got we got Kyle Baca, the tallest uh, Star Wars fan that I know, uh, uh, Kyle Avery. How's it going, I Kyle? would... I would make a Wookiee noise if I could, but I would not do it justice. Um, but happy to be here nonetheless. Absolutely. Uh, and of course, the illustrious, the one and only Joe Hogan. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I let's uh, let's let's right off the bat. Let's just let's just tell everybody. I've seen the first two episodes of Bad Batch season two. Oh, cool guy over yeah, here. Yeah, cool guy. <laughs> Um, I would, I would love it if Disney was like, here are also screeners for your co-host, but they're like, no one person per outlet. And it's like, we're not really an outlet. Like it's a, it's a podcast. And then they just don't respond to me when I say that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's not even, that's not a joke. That's literal. Like I've so many times I've been like, we're not cause they like, they just have me on a list, right? Like I'm just, I'm just on a list and it's a list that's carried over from 2010 from when I went to star Wars celebration the first time and I got media passes, right? I got media passes that that got put on this list with Lucasfilm PR, which used to be like three people, right? Like back in the day, I mean, like it's, I think it's still only about four or five people, but it used to just be like, like three people. And, uh, and and there were not that many of us. There were only like a handful of Star Wars podcasts of any sort of like reputability, right? Like that we're actually putting out regular episodes because we're talking about again. This is 2010. I uh, so I so I'm on that list, and I'm on that list forever. And we get a few opportunities here and there. We got invited to a couple of premieres and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, uh, and, and certainly we've got to do stuff at star Wars celebration that, that other people maybe not have, would have gotten the opportunity to do, um, which is cool. But for the most part, it's like, we were, we were definitely towards the bottom of that list at some point in the last couple of years, that list got handed over to Disney. <laughs> Lucasfilm was like, we got these live action shows and we're kind of dealing with that. And we're going to, we're going to you know because like now tracy canovio who's awesome an amazing human being who runs the lucasfilm pr i uh, now she's like arranging like uh the like the press junkets and stuff for like the obi-wan kenobi show and taking those stars like around the world right like on a world tour so she doesn't have time to email schmucks like me uh, and be like, here's your link to the screener. So they handed it off to Disney. And Disney has no idea who I am. <laughs> I've never <laughs> met any of the people at Disney. So they really don't. And 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 they like their machine is so big that like, 
like this was the great thing about back in the day is that like Tracy knew who we were, right? And knew like knew like okay, you guys are a big thing. You guys get this opportunity. You guys are a podcast here. You can have this, right? Like like she understood that dynamic. And Disney, it just feels like it's like it's too big of a machine for them to care about what anybody says to them. They're just like you're on a list. Here's your thing. Um, and so that's great because we get opportunities that I don't think that a little podcast like us would otherwise get. So I'm not, this is not me in any way complaining, but, but it's also like, like when I'm like, Hey, they're like, Hey, I, I, can you send us, they asked me to send them stats and stuff and like to send them our media kit. (laughs) And I was like, is a podcast i don't have a media kit you gotta give me like a week to get these numbers together okay um and i did and i got the numbers together and i was like please don't take us off the list (laughs) um because because you know like compared to like like you know i mean even compared to some other podcasts we're just a drop in the bucket um but at the same time this is the funny thing about podcasts even with our our very modest numbers that we do on this on this show I, we are still in like the top, I, it's like the, it's like the top, like 0.1% of podcasts or something like that, because there are so many podcasts out there. So many people, because it's so easy to just publish a podcast now in the year 2022, right? So there are so many shows where if somebody puts out two episodes and then they're just, there they're just there on when i talk about it, it's mostly we're talking about itunes stats and it's like so they're just there on itunes or spotify or whatever and like those those two episodes of that show and you'll never see anything from them ever again they published two episodes in 2012 and and that's it right but they count on the statistics and that number only gets bigger it's like it's like graveyards right it's like like mm-hmm. the the there's never there's never less bodies in a graveyard the number only goes up i that you know of that you know of sure weird people out there you don't know yeah 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 i but it's the same thing i feel like it's the same thing with podcasts it's like somebody puts out the i think i think the the average number of episodes like like uh, uh 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 that get published before a podcast just like dies like before it just disappears is six Right. And that that's how many episodes in most people make it before. This is my opinion. This is this is my perspective before people realize, oh, this is hard work. (laughs) Oh, like I got to like edit this thing and publish it. And like I got to like make a little piece of art to go with it and like write words that go in the description. And and that's not even like that's not even the podcasting part. That's not even the this part of talking to people. Um, and arranging guests and having something worthwhile to say uh, and all of that. So, so it's funny that like, even, even with a very modest audience, we can still be in like, in like rarefied air just by virtue of the fact that we've put out at this point, uh, you know, 200 episodes of this show or more than that. Uh, Actually, I think we're coming up on, or either I, I I looked at this the other day actually when I because I number all of the episodes right so let me let me let me uh, uh, bring this up because it, we're almost at a milestone and it's important ah uh, neat uh, two two twelve two twelve is what we're at on this one and I think 
when you add in there's 138 episodes of front lines plus a couple of extra what does that put us at two what's 212 plus 138 somebody do some fast math for me uh that's like 340 right? 350 right is that yeah. 350 yeah 350. yeah this might be the 350th episode i think ah, i think that i think cute. that that might be actually that might actually be what's happening is i i <clears throat> but the, but the thing is is that there are also some bonus episodes in there that aren't necessarily counted no mike uh, this is the 350th episode yeah yeah, yeah. it's something episode like episode numbers are whatever you want them to be Yes, <laughs> we we put out an episode sixty nine and a half on the saga continues one time just so our seventieth episode could be our review of episode seven. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. So I don't know, like, but but that's just to say that like like we're like we're sitting on on this huge catalog of episodes, which means that like even if we don't publish something for three months, we still do like numbers. Because people just like are going back through and listening to everything, so that 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 num those numbers like those perpetual numbers just kind of keep us always up in that top percentage because of the fact that we have more than six episodes. Because it's just math, right? Like you just look at the analytics, and it's like, well, if you only have six episodes, then there's only so many episodes that people can even download to begin with. But if you yeah. have three hundred and fifty episodes. Uh, not to mention, you know, we got uh, faster, more intense and forced perspectives as well as all the other podcasts that I've done. I this is this is the honest truth. I have no idea how many podcast episodes I have recorded and I don't care to do the work to figure it out because it's <laughs> like it's not it's not an easy number to figure out because I can't even just take all of the shows that I've done and add them together because I'm not on every episode. Right. I'd have to go through one by one and determine like you know, which ones was I on and which ones was I not. And then also add into that, the Patreon bonus stuff. That's like not on any of the podcast feeds, but that are published episodes of podcasts that are out there. Anyways, it's over a thousand. I'll, I will say that. Um, Mike, it's almost 12 AM here. I need to know what your feelings on bad batch are, please. <laughs> I like it a you. lot. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm talking, I am, I am absolutely talking around it <laughs> and at a certain point. I was like, how long can I do this? Um, yeah, I, I can't give actual reviews of the episodes until January 4th, but what I will say, uh, is that, which is what I said on Twitter. If you like season one, it's just more season one guys, it's, uh, uh, I mean that in like the most complimentary best way possible. Cause we loved season one. Right. So mm -hmm. um, it it feels really good to have these episodes and to be able to watch them because I missed the show a lot. And it was sort of like five minutes into watching the first episode where I was like, man, I really missed this. This is a good show. This is a good TV show. Um, uh, what I will talk about is some of the stuff that like we've already seen in the trailers and I I I the the clips that i got to see at star wars celebration which um the new outfits are fantastic i i which you guys know all last season it's so funny to say last season because it was almost two years ago <laughs> so it feels like it's like last season it was like no that was a it was it was two summers ago um but i i last like in that season i was like come on guys you can't keep 
like cruising around in these outfits that are super recognizable. Now they're still totally in their clone trooper armor, right? Like in their bad batch armor and they've just repainted it and added some extra details and stuff. But, um, whatever for that. I mean, like they, they look great. And I, I love that they've added like splashes of color and stuff like that to their, to their, uh, to their gear. But, um, but Omega is like a completely new design. Right. Um, and she's like aged up a little bit and that sort of thing, which is, which is fun. Like I, I hope that each season they kind of continue this trend of, of moving them like away from their uh, edge Lord, bad batch, black, red, and gray color pattern into like, you know, uh, just to show that they're like, that they, that they're moving past um, that, that part of their story. Right. Um, Cause it really, uh, they re- they feel much more heroic in their outfit in these new outfits, which are really mostly just like I said, sort of just reskins. Um, but um, but Omega feels much more mature. She feels a lot more grown up um, it, with the design that they've done, and it it really works. Um, but yeah, but yeah, in terms of like the episodes themselves, I. Uh, I don't know what you guys expect me to say, you know, like unless unless they came out and they were just like the just absolute stinkers. Right. It's like, no, man, it's more Bad Batch, which I don't know. You guys, We talked about this when when the series premiered and it was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this show. But, you know, I've talked about every other Star Wars animated thing. It can't be worse than Resistance. Um <laughs> I, I no offense to resistance or resistance fans. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Right. So yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. More clone wars is fine. It's not what I want, but, but I'll take it. And then we got into that first episode and it was like, Oh, Oh no, I love this show. Oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> oh, they're Ninja Turtles basically. Right. Like, <laughs> like all the stuff that we talked about in the season one. And so coming back to it and having more episodes is just, it's just, yeah. Awesome. Let's like, let's go more episodes. Um, yeah. I'm excited to, to meet new characters and see old friends. Other people have sort of talked about it on social media a little bit that like, if you're a fan of the clone wars, then you're going to be happy this season. Um, so that's not, I haven't watched more than the first two episodes yet. So hmm. that's all I can talk about or not talk about, but talk too right like like to talk with any authority about but what i've heard is is that there's some good stuff in this one and i mean we've seen the trailer right so yeah we yeah. Talk we know that. commander cody's back we know gunji's back yeah yeah so um yeah like it's i i, I don't know I'll, I'll i'll let you guys talk for a little bit talk talk about the trailer and and what you guys think uh about how the season's looking yeah i mean i'm kind of in the same boat with you where like i mean i'm excited for it i'm not super hyped about it like it's it's just going to be more bad batch um and uh yeah i mean i there was a lot of stuff i enjoyed in season one you know some stuff i had issues with but you know on the whole like it's certainly not my favorite star wars series but it's also definitely not my least favorite like i just enjoyed tuning in and watching it every week and having a good time with it and coming on here and talking with you guys about it so um I mean, I think the thing that stood out the most to me from the trailer was just the animation quality, which, you know, everything we see from Lucasfilm animation nowadays just continues to look better and better. Um, so I'm I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see where the characters are at and, you know, just continuing on their journey. I'm super excited to see Gunji again. Of course, I've said that before. 
Um, and I'm sure there will be, you know, some cool and surprising developments in the story. Like there were last year with, you know, all the, the stuff going down on Camino and the, the empire taking over with their, um, their, you know, stormtrooper program and all that. And the, I forget the name of the planet, but that, you know, sort of like mysterious facility with like the new trooper program that was in that mountain yeah. base. that's from like heir to the empire. So, um, be interested to keep sort of following along on that line. And even in the trailer, you know, Cody, I think says something about, you know, there's more and more clones that are deciding not to follow the order or something like that. So, um, and I mean, I think that was kind of the most interesting thing about the bad batch from the beginning is just kind of answering the question of what happens to the clone troopers, um, during the time of the empire. So just continuing on that, um, that storyline, I think is going to be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, then, I mean, of course, the, the show starts in January and it's going to go into March, which then we're going to be getting into Mando and Jedi Survivors coming out. And I'm like way more excited for that stuff. But um, Bad Batch is just going to be, you know, one more fun addition to all the great Star Wars stuff we're going to get next uh, next year. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, it's I, I what I like about Bad Batch being on and it being 16 episodes. Uh, we'll talk about the, the episode titles in a second. But uh, I like I like just knowing that going into 2023 that we're just going to have like a steady drumbeat of Star Wars. And look, people after Andor, people were like, oh, the rest of Star Wars content better be at this caliber because Andor was so good. Right. Like Andor was mind blowingly like genre defining good right and and then people are like like looking back at book of boba fett and obi-wan kenobi from this year and being like what a couple of stinkers and it's like <laughs> excuse me excuse excuse me you're you're talking about like the the tv show where we got like emotionally invested in a group of tuscans to the point that we're all mad that they got killed off where like they brought Boba Fett back from the dead and made us care about a character who really didn't have a character before. Right. And then at the end of the season, the dude wrote a rancor and trashed a giant <laughs> separatist droid. Right. That's the, and he fought Cad Bane. Like that's the show. That's the show that we're, that we're dogging on. Right. I was like, Oh, it's just playing with action figures. And it's like, knock it off and then to say anything bad at all about obi-wan kenobi i think is just to be a spoiled brat that's like that is that's my honest to god opinion is like anybody who's got that attitude about it of like well obi-wan kenobi could have been as good as andor and it's like to say that everything needs to be as good as andor or that all star wars needs to be of like the same quality level is in my opinion, to take something away from Andor. Yeah. <clears throat> because, like, what they did with that show is exceptional, right? And it's in that, it's in the word. It's exceptional. It's the exception. It's, it's not, n- not everything can be that good, you guys. Not everything can be that good by definition, of it being that good. And it just like, it, it, it kills me. So like to have bad batch coming. And I know that there are going to be people who are going to be like, well, after Andor, <clears throat> this is just some dumb kids show. And it's like, 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it's an, it's yes. This is animated star Wars. Yes. This is geared more towards the 13 year olds in the audience. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. They're still very, very good stories, right? Like, like the first season of bad batch is still a lot of very good stories. A couple of, you know, that episode with the bugs. I don't. We don't need to belabor it. We've talked about it. It's not. It's not the greatest. It's fine though. It's not as bad as some of the worst episodes of Clone Wars, right? So, Fair. like, it's it's no uh, it's no Blue Shadow virus, right? That's what I always go back to in season one. Like, like I I never want to watch that those episodes again. Like that stuff's just boring, um, offensively boring, right? But but <laughs> but I love the idea that like we're going into twenty twenty three. We've got We've got Bad Batch. Like you said, we've got Jedi Survivor, which is going to be ridiculously awesome. We got the trailer for that as well, right? At the Game mm-hmm. Awards last week. So, um, uh, and we got, and, and, and we've got Mando season three, which I think is, I from what I got to see at Celebration, to brag again, I, Mando season three is going to, I think it's going to blow people's socks off. I think that we've got some really exciting stuff coming in that. But is it going to be Andor? No, it's not going to be Andor. It's not going to be this like masterpiece, uh, uh, like nail biting, anxiety inducing thrill ride full of the most amazing dramatic performances of the year, the way that Andor was, right? Like it's just, it's not. It's going to be. The, the it's gonna be the shiny Boba Fett uh and the and the little Yoda and they're gonna they're probably gonna do some cool stuff you guys they're gonna do some real cool stuff and, it's and got that's to do with why we watch it. yeah it's like and that's okay it's okay and if you like the comic books that's okay too I think they're garbage uh, right like not all of them but like I just broadly speaking I think that the the, the comics are generally not great. Especially like the ongoing Star Wars title, I think they just they just do whatever they feel like doing. They're like, yeah, I, and then Luke Skywalker fights Darth Vader on a speeder bike, and you're like, <laughs> I guess so. And then Luke Skywalker fights Boba Fett and wins. It's like, okay, which Luke Skywalker are we talking about? Uh, this is about a week after A New Hope. Um, all right, oh, okay, you know, like it, it's nonsense. And then they're like. Uh, after he lost his lightsaber and before he built his new one, he had a High Republic Jedi Temple Guard yellow lightsaber because Rey had a yellow lightsaber, but we got to take that unique thing away from her and give it to Luke too. And it's like, uh, all right, I guess. I don't know. And then Kira comes back and all of the bounty hunters fight each other. And it's like, how long is it between Empire and Jedi that all of this (laughs) stuff happens? Because... It really seems like a long time. It seems like like Shadows of the Empire pushed it, right? Like I remember reading, not because I never read Shadows of the Empire, the book, but the comic book and playing the video game and being like, this seems like a lot of stuff that happened in between these two movies. It doesn't feel like all this stuff happened in between these two movies. I, I, and then the comics now are like, that didn't happen, but like, I'll tell you what did happen. Luke Skywalker meditated one time and met a Jedi from the High Republic because we're also publishing those comic books. Go read those. <laughs> it's, it's like you're like I don't know who this guy is because I'm not reading those. Like you definitely should. Um, anyways, the comics I, I'm not a fan, uh, and the novels haven't been that great. 
lately either. So there's a, there's a lot of very middling Star Wars content. There always has been. This isn't new. I think that's what I'm trying to get at is that like it's not new. There's a, most of the Star Wars stuff that comes out is pretty bad. Uh, and then Bad Batch comes out and it's actually it's actually quite good. Uh, so I'm excited about it. Joe, what did you think of the trailer? Oh, yeah, the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know me. I'm the clone guy. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah. And I'm going to like it. Um, excited about Cody. Excited about a... It's really... The things I'm most excited about are the potential for things that I hope happen. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for a potential Cody and Rex. Because we know Rex is in the trailer. And we know Cody's in the trailer. They used to be best friends. Now they're on opposing sides. Hopefully we get that this season. Um, yeah. That was actually yeah. something I really wanted more Cody and Kenobi. So it's cool that we're, we're going to get him here. Um, I'm really hoping that since we got a little tease of Scorch last time, maybe Crosshair's new squad is going to be the rest of Delta squad since they don't have a sniper anymore. That'd be neat to have Scorch, uh, Fixer, and Boss team up with Crosshair. And now they're a new imperial commando squad that would blow my mind i would love that um and yeah like you said before they were mentioning like oh some other clones are are resisting the programming i want to see more of that what's hauser up to i hope we see him i love that guy yeah yeah we really need to know what happened to the to the most handsome clone yeah absolutely Um, and i'm excited for gunji because i love those younglings like all the Clone Wars stuff. Anything that's continued from Clone Wars, I'm going to be all about. I love our our Misfit family. Like, I love the Bad yeah. Batch. I love Omega. And I feel like not much is going to change with them. I'm hoping we finally get some of that character development with Tech and Echo that I was really missing last season. Um, yeah. Because it really felt like most of the time Echo had nothing to do and Tech didn't really change at all or or really it was the exact same character from the first episode to the last episode um so i'd like to see a little bit of growth in those two see a little bit of an arc for them totally yeah i think one thing that we did see a little bit of with echo last season and it seemed like just from a, a brief scene in the trailer like they might continue to kind of play on this in this season is showing kind of a contrast between hunter and echo where hunter is like okay like i've got my family now i need to move on like find my own you know new way in you know these new circumstances whereas echo very much still sort of sees them as clone troopers that have like a duty and a mission and how does he reconcile that with everything that's going on so hopefully we get some more development of that dynamic between those. that'd be great that'd be awesome yeah no comment. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. That's all I'll say on that. Oh boy. Uh, let's re- let's read off the 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 episode titles real quick and we're and then we're going we are going to get into the tales of the Jedi Ahsoka stuff. Um so I on January 4th we get the season premiere uh which is the first two episodes Spoils of War and Ruins of War. I think you guys will be happy. Uh and then the following week on January 11th we get the Solitary Clone. January 18th, Faster. January 25th, Entombed. February 1st, Tribe. And then on February 8th, we get another two-parter, The Clone Conspiracy and Truth and Consequences. Uh, After that, on February 15th, we get The Crossing. On the 22nd, Retrieval. On March 1st, Metamorphosis, which is also the premiere date of 
uh, Mando season three, That's which awesome. is interesting. Uh, that that both shows are going to be airing on the same day, um, and then on March eighth, The Outpost. March fifteenth, Pabu. March twenty second, Tipping Point, and then March 29th, uh, the two part finale for season two, The Summit, and Plan ninety nine. Um, What's that last date? March 29th. Okay, March. All right. Well, I will still be here before uh, leaving for London. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, yeah, it's interesting that we got we have three two-parters, that we have that one in the middle of the season as well. Um, the Clone Conspiracy and Truth and Consequences. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll 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 see, we'll see how how all of this plays out. It's gonna is gonna be so tough for me to talk on the episodes, I <laughs> I because I'll I'll have future knowledge. But I am I I promise you. I promise you, listeners. I am not going to spoil anything. Um, I am going to keep very focused on the specific episodes. The The one great thing is that I have access to this stuff so early that I have lots of time to forget what happened. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, it'll, but, but I'll get, to, I'll, I'll watch the episodes again when they air um, and, uh, and, and then get in on the conversation. So um, yeah, man, it's exciting. It's exciting times. I mean, like like we've been talking about, we got Bad Batch, Jedi Survivor, and Mando all in like the first quarter of the year. <laughs> January, February, March. Like those in yeah. three months, we will have all three. I mean, like there is a point because what, what's the what's the date, uh, Kyle? I expect you to know this off the top of your head. What's the date for Survivor? March 15th. March 15th. So literally on March 15th, we will have an episode of Bad Batch, an episode of Mando, and Jedi Survivor all on the same day. Like, you know, now that I'm seeing that, I might be wrong. It might be March 17th because I'm like, that's a Wednesday. That's a weird day for a video game. Hold on. I put it on my calendar. I'll tell you right now. Oh, is it the is it the uh, the 15th is a Saturday or it's a Wednesday, you said? Oh, I assume so, because isn't that when they drop all the the Disney Plus stuff? 15th wednesday oh it is the 15th so you know what so then so then they won't they won't be doing these episodes on the same days then i bet i'll bet you anything that mando moves to fridays i know that they told us that the premiere is march 1st right yeah yeah they specifically said that i'll bet you anything that on march 1st we get one episode and then we get another episode on the third Mm. that they that they do and then and then mando is on fridays from there on out but I don't know. Like the other, the uh, the other piece of Disney Plus that we have to account for is we don't know any of the Marvel release dates right now, but we do know that um, Secret Invasion is the next series, right? And it's sometime in Q one. I think that people are expecting that it's March as well. So. Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh. And I mean, I know you're talking about how the you know a lot of the recent books have not been as good but there's also a tie-in novel for jedi survivor called jedi battle scars that comes out a week before so somehow in the midst of bad batch and mando season three i've got a week to read that before jedi survivor comes out yeah don't worry that'll be good right like they're yeah no i'm i'm looking forward i'm definitely looking forward to that yeah when i when i when i talk about the 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 novels not being great um 
I'm, I'm talking very broadly again, just like the comics, right? Where there's like, there's stuff that stands out, like, um, like Brotherhood was yes phenomenal, so good last year, um, and two thirds of the Princess and the Scoundrel were really good. It's just the third act is it just devolves into. And this is my thing. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, when Star Wars novels get in, usually when they get into the third act and all of a sudden, like we're into the action sequences, it's like, I, I don't know. I just don't enjoy it. It takes a very special author to get me to care about the description of characters running and hiding behind things while they shoot blasters. Yeah. Right. Because like, that is the majority of what happens in these novels. And then in the, in the high Republic stuff, it's a lot of like, and then they use the force and then they use their lightsabers and the force. And then it's like, I I just don't know how many times you can describe. And then, and then he focused and used the force and then she, did this thing and the force was their guide and it's like all right that's fine um yeah i and oh, i actually really no, don't so, care for the bad guys and that stuff but it's a quick ahead. correction jedi survivor is march 17th okay it's what? the 17th so it's so yeah it's I'm two looking, days later that's according to the ea star wars twitter they've got that in their their header oh, so right. um yeah that makes more sense because video game releases are usually fridays um, it'll st- it'll still be a crazy week right yeah, of, yeah. of all of these things um and nobody getting any sleep nobody's gonna get any decent sleep because like what are, what are what are what are we supposed to do just not watch the episodes when they drop like come on disney plus put them on at nine true put them, put them on at nine pacific so that <sighs> i wish the they east would. coast so the east coast people can go to sleep at at least like one o'clock in the morning right like yeah I feel, I feel like that would that that's f- at least fair. It's still not ideal for everybody. Put them on at nine Eastern, and then and then it's fantastic for me. I watch it at six o'clock. But I uh, uh, yeah. But then yeah, Rings the of Power did that. House of the Dragon did that. Yeah, yeah. Disney did, but but this is the thing. This is like Nintendo and their artificial scarcity, right? Where they're like, oh, it's really hard to find this game. It's like, no, you just didn't print any copies. <laughs> uh, it, it's the same thing. Like Disney wants us up at midnight. Like they've like their their Twitter marketing in the last year changed from like, hey, the new episodes tomorrow to new episode tonight, you guys. And it's That's like, true. That's mean. Like you're being. But it mean. could be. It could be new episode tonight at nine p.m. instead of twelve. Yeah, it could be right. It would, it, and that would be happy for everybody. But anyways, I uh, should we talk about the thing that this episode's about? Meh. Meh. Yeah, might as well. well thanks for gameplay. thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you. On, uh, no, let's talk about. Yeah, let's I, talk I about could do. A, I could do a whole episode on Jedi Survivor. Let's go. <laughs> well, thankfully, you have another podcast where you can go do that. With oh, Paul that's right. I'm I'm doing that on Thursday. Tim. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Everybody, go listen to the saga continues. Um, let's get into let's get into these three episodes of Star Wars: Tales of the Jedi. Uh, the episodes in particular are Life and Death, uh, Practice Makes Perfect, and Resolve. Um, let's, uh, let's, I mean, let's go through them. Let's go through them uh, uh, one by one, right? Uh, let me see. Let me see. I'm, I've got these pages open. I didn't look at them. Um, to, man, oh, these descriptions are too long. 
come on, come on, get a life, people who edit these wikis. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I'm just gonna read the description, the official description. A child goes through a rite of passage with unexpected results. <laughs> First of all, it's Ahsoka. Ahsoka, a very young Ahsoka, goes through a rite of passage with actually very expected results on account of the fact that um, we know that she's alive later and also a <laughs> Jedi. Um, so they all, all of the results were totally expected. Well, uh, unexpected, unexpected for the characters in the story. Yeah. Um, it's like the... Okay. Um, isn't there like the opening crawl of space balls is something that's like unbeknownst to her, but be to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I lazy uh, official description aside, no offense to the person who wrote the official description, but I, I lazy official description aside, this episode is in fact, my favorite episode of all of the tales of the Jedi episodes so far. Um, and uh, maybe that's because I saw it at Star Wars Celebration and then cried a whole lot afterwards. I, I sitting by myself <laughs> in that <laughs> screening. Uh, nobody, no. I, this is the thing: Tales of the Jedi. Nobody really knew what it was, even at Celebration, where it was like. And then there's this panel, and so not not a lot of people went to it, um, and not a lot of the press actually covered it. So I was sitting in the press section and like none of my friends that were at celebration were in there with me. And so I was just sitting by myself watching this. And I, uh, I mean, like what, a, from my perspective, like what a beautiful, amazing star Wars story. Like the, if this is one of the reasons why Dave wanted to do tales of the Jedi, then, then, I'm glad that he had that compulsion to tell these stories because this was such a, to me, such a beautiful story um, about, you know, sort of mother and daughter. And I, I, and, and from my point of view, what the force is actually about. Right. And one of the reasons why Ahsoka is the character that she is and it's retroactive. So it's, it's a, it's a funny way of doing it, but it's definitely like Dave putting a little bit of a, like, there's a little bit of like a, almost like a biblical vibe with this one, with the, with the, the, the tiger and, and the baby sort of thing of like, and then, you know, like she uses the force to just calm this beast. Right. Um, but it, it we talked about this on the last episode the the fact that you know the 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 ahsoka stuff really feels like it's all there to lay groundwork for stuff that's going to come in the series um i think that that the ahsoka series is going to really like hone in on the fact that ahsoka is i i the the light side of the force like she's the embodiment of the sister right from from uh uh from the uh the the mortis stuff right like like in that in those episodes that essence goes into ahsoka and then obviously she's associated with the uh oh my god i can't think of the 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 bird oh the, the um morai 
Yeah, the Morai. Right? Or the, it's its name is Morai. The Condor is Condor is the species of yeah. bird. Um, and so yeah, every time, not every time, but like any any significant moment with Ahsoka, um, has also been accompanied by the the convoy, right? So, um. Uh, it was even it it was in it was in the episode in Mando season two, right? It was just like it was like one of those like blink and you miss it moments, but it was yep. like in the background sort of thing, right? Um, yeah. And uh, so yeah, like like this this episode to me like really cements that that wasn't that's not a thing. Uh, as as Doc Brown would say, you're not thinking fourth dimensionally, right? Like we think of time as a linear thing because that's how we experience it. But the force is has no beginning and has no end. It just is, right? And so for the force to look at Ahsoka in the same way that we look at Anakin and the same way that we look at Luke's story or Ray's story, right? We look at Ahsoka and it's like, oh, from the very beginning, this was her destiny. She was always going to become this representation of the Ashla, which was originally going to be her name, right? And then mm-hmm. like they they backed off of that and they named they they made her Ahsoka, which is a Star Warsism of Ashoka, which is like uh I think it I think Ashoka is like a Hindu thing, right? Like I uh, um so like like there was always sort of that intention from the from the origin of the character that that she represented a little bit of that but then it's like become very literal over the over the course of the story that like oh no she is actually like almost a manifestation right of of the light side of the force um which just gives me it really gives me hope that Darth Maul is not He's not gone, gone. His physical body might be gone, but uh, but that that the spirit of Maul might uh, actually be at play in uh, in in the Ahsoka series, and we might get some more Sam Witwer, Darth Maul goodness. Um, I because I go listen to What the Force for more on this because Marie Claire will give you guys way more detail than I can. But um, there's a, there are a lot of people that talk about the fact that Darth Maul is uh, mythologically Sisyphus, right? And so like yeah, he, well Sam he, Witwer says that yeah, and Sam Witwer talks about it, right like he can't he actually even in death can't escape pushing that boulder up the hill. <laughs> So mm-hmm. um, that that says to me that eventually that character has to come back in the same way that, you know, Qui-Gon comes back and Yoda comes back and like these characters never really never truly die. Right. Um, so, yeah, even though Obi-Wan may have released him from his uh, from his corporeal punishment, I, I that I. All, all of the stuff that happened with Darth Maul and st- throughout Star Wars Rebels and and other stuff, might, and the fact that Sam Witwer plays both characters, right, is I uh, I sort of like uh, there's a really good chance that Darth Maul could represent the dark side, um, and and as well as the fight between Ahsoka and Maul in, in Clone Wars, right, um, and them sort of that their whole exchange of like f- fighting for the same thing. <laughs> but from opposite perspectives and the moment where you're Mm -hmm. almost like, are they going to team up? It's like, of course they can't because Palpatine wins. So I, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, I think, I think that, that we could be, that, that, that 
that this episode could be pointing at some of that stuff, that larger like mythological stuff. Um, but then also just like giving Ahsoka this really, really cool foundation with, with her mother um, and discovering that, that inner strength that Ahsoka has um, that like self-assuredness, like, f- like seeing where that came from and that actually it's got nothing to do with her Jedi training, that that's something that she was like that was imprinted on her from a very young age because of her mother and her family and where she came from. Right. Um, and then having Janina Gavankar play that character uh, is such a special thing as well. Another actor who's played multiple star Wars characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, which again, I will just say, uh, if we're getting rid of Cara Dune in the Mandoverse stuff, just please replace her with Iden Versio. It's so it's so easy to just call up janine and be like come be in mandalorian because she'll do it (laughs) um and uh yeah just 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 figure out a way to she's she's around uh it makes sense um don't think about it too hard guys continuity's dumb i (laughs) i good stories are better than good continuity um yeah, I don't know. That's my thoughts on the first episode. How about you guys? How did you guys like this first one? Because I know that it's a little bit polarizing. Some people didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely liked it. I, I It was not quite as interesting or intriguing um, as, as some of the other ones, um, especially the Dooku stuff. But I thought it was a good one to start on because it is sort of more spiritual. Like, it's not really heavy on plot. Mm-hmm. Um and not, you know, the the most exciting or anything, but um, definitely kind of more, I don't know, more spiritual, more more introspective, I guess, if you want to say. Um, just showing more about, you know, kind of laying a, a foundation for this character of Ahsoka and showing, you know, where she comes from. And like you said, the, the culture that she comes from and the values that her mother instills in her from a very young age and um, seeing the very beginning of her force abilities. And I mean, obviously we know the things that she learns as a Jedi and, and the stuff that she learns from Anakin, but even seeing that some of that stuff was planted, you know, even before she ever became a Jedi or before she knew that she had the force. Yeah. Um, and also cool to see, I mean, even like her mother taking her out hunting, um, which by the way, I love the little Easter egg that the animals that they're hunting are Kaibucks, which is, um, I don't know if they've if they've showed up in other places in like the EU and stuff, but when I think of Kaibuck, it's I always think of it's the the creature that Yoda's riding in that very first scene of the uh, micro series. My man. Um, so I thought that was a nice touch to have those in there, but um, even to to take a one year old baby, you know, hunting and and make them confront death, like seems a little bit brutal from like what we're used to, you know, in in our culture and stuff. But it's just cool to see a, a different perspective on that, and obviously, like in all these different cultures on all these different planets throughout the galaxy. Like they're going to have different takes on that. Um, and to, um, you know, introduce a kid to that from a very young age and teach them that, you know, death is just part of life and that it's nothing to fear and that it's, you know, natural and, and can be a beautiful thing. Um, I think is certainly very much in line with the Jedi teachings. Right. And so, um, you know, it's just cool to see that kind of instilled in her, like from her own people, not just from the Jedi order. Um, and obviously knowing that that's, you know, it's like, I'm sure her mother at this point has no idea that Ahsoka is going to have to face more death in her life than, you know, anyone should have to go through, um, with order 66 and all that. But, um, yeah, just kind of showing you, um, 
why she's, you know, sort of prepared and equipped to to deal with the things that we see her deal with later down the line. And that kind of is a theme that we follow in the second episode as well. But um, yeah, I liked it. Like I said, it was, it was a bit slower and, and not as um, maybe as action packed or story driven as some of the other ones, but it was very beautiful. I mean, starting right off the bat, just the visuals of the forest and stuff, it was just um, just crazy. And it was, um, yeah, just a really nice way to start off the series. Yeah. Yeah, it's just on the on the spiritual sort of side of it. I it was very if a lot of it felt very Miyazaki to me, right? Like it, yeah, like like and it had like that pacing and stuff. But also like watching this on a big screen, like on the giant screen at Celebration, this is this is the best the animation has ever looked, in my opinion. Like this this episode specifically is the best thing that we've ever gotten to see uh in in star wars animation just like from a purely visual standpoint in my opinion i don't know like the way we've seen a lot of cool stuff it's not taking away anything from anything else that is fantastic it was just like this setting is just so beautiful that i don't know it was like it's just that feeling of like calm and peace and serenity It it was really really powerful in in that theater uh watching it joe how about you yeah. what what do what, you think about this one i'm on the other side of the fence on this yeah. one that's, just, that's that's cool i mean like that's fine right like like so so talk about it all right i i i'm going to exaggerate what my feelings in the moment were uh for comedic effect it's just like oh a <laughs> baby calming a monster again We've seen Grogu do it twice. Okay. That's all right. That's fine. Um, I understand the implication. Grogu had training. He's 50 years old. They already knew how to do that stuff. It was latent. uh, Not latent. It was was, uh, repressed or whatever. And then, you know, Ahsoka, it's it's more of a latent gift ability kind of thing. It was fine. Uh, I, I think probably it was my fault too a little bit because I went into that episode thinking, Oh, we're definitely going to see Plo Koon and how Plo Koon found her. This is going to be awesome. Like, I can't wait to see that. And it was just like the things I was hoping to get out of this episode didn't happen. And then I guess as a result, I, I was just not super impressed with what did happen. Um, the Soga's mom was cool. I like seeing her. Uh, that was, that was, really the highlight for me um Mm. and not to sound cynical or anything but i was happy it was first because once it was finished my impression was well i'm glad we got that one out of the way let's go let's do the other ones next um (laughs) i didn't think it was bad it just it just didn't do it for me you know what i mean it just you're right though it was it was one of the most beautiful episodes of anything that we've ever seen from lucasfilm animation so like at the very least as a as an artist it was like all right well at least this is pretty I'm enjoying the visual eye candy of of the entire thing, but yeah, yeah man, I don't know. It was, it was just, uh, I think it was my least favorite episode of the entire series, honestly, because the Dooku ones were my favorite, uh, with the exception of one of the other Ahsoka episodes. The next Ahsoka episode was, um, I think, beat one of the Dooku episodes for me. Cool. I I well, let's jump into the next one then. Let's let's right, jump cool. into I uh, I uh, practice makes perfect. 
Uh, uh, where's the official description? A Jedi Padawan is giving a seemingly impossible exercise. These official descriptions are... Come on, guys. <laughs> come on. Um, I know they're short episodes, but come on. Um, yeah, I mean, this one is basically... I well, we, we start with... It's Ahsoka sort of uh, doing a, a test, right? Um, in the Jedi Temple. And then uh, we kind of flash through time i i like like progress through time rapidly of like all these different times that she's practicing and we see her getting better and better right um Mm -hmm. we get almost like a bit of an origin story for why she ends up with two lightsabers right like that like it kind of um uh you kind of get you see the logic of it in this that like if this was sort of what Anakin, how Anakin was training her, you see, you get like, oh, okay, so that's why she was like, I need two lightsabers. <laughs> I, I, and where, where the second one comes from. Um, and then eventually it ends with the, the, the scene like right before. And it's a little retcon. I love how much, I love how much retconning they did in this one in particular. I know there's a lot of people that are like, they need to just pay attention to their own stories. And it's like, I, or actually in the same way that George was never really done with anything, like, come on, Obi-Wan with a mullet is better than Obi-Wan not with a mullet. You guys, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is, this is an acceptable retcon. This is more than an acceptable retcon. This is a preferable retcon. Um, Ahsoka's outfit in this is so good. So good. Getting rid of the stupid tube top design. Like I hated that in 2008. It was like, this is dumb. This is not what any Jedi looks like. Why does this girl have this weird girl outfit? And why doesn't she look like a Jedi? Right? Like everybody else looks like Jedi. Yes. They look like animated versions of the Jedi. Like they're stylized and that's fine. But like, why is hers? Why does she, why does she look like a tween? You know, like that. Yeah. Like it always bugged me. Um, and then I I not not to get too graphic, but just like the obnoxious. Let's be generous and call it fan art that you see on the internet, oh, and you're like, you guys, that's a that character is like a thirteen year old, and there's people just drawing the most like just obnoxious i uh, uh rule 34 stuff uh yeah. it, with that design and it's just like it it like it's always bugged me it has always bugged me um because i just think that it's like i don't know it just it it wasn't it wasn't very a very evolved design at the time and and in retrospect it's even worse um and so for them to go back and fix that and be like this is this is actually this is what she was wearing in those first couple seasons. This is this is it. And then we fixed it in season three. I I it's like I'm like, yes, thank you. But um other than the costume changes for characters, the new the new character models and stuff. Um no, no, no. I, we we are not glossing over the fact that the phase one clone troopers are not toothpicks anymore. Okay. Beefy boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look like oh, actual badasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I it's just to get to go back to that p- 
period in time, but with the advances that they've made in the animation and and the design style of the show, because like that that first season really really leaned into the whole like marionette you know Thunderbirds mm-hmm. type of style, which like like I I applaud Clone Wars for having a an identity right like for it being bold enough to be like let's do our own thing like let's not let's not try and just make obviously not photorealistic but like let's not let's not just make it look like a generic cg show let's do something where like we can get away with and obviously the decisions were made of like everything being sort of like woodcut puppets and that sort of thing was so that they didn't have to animate hair and they didn't have to do, you know, like the, it it made sense that the cloaks weren't billowy and stuff like that. Like they, they could, they could save themselves a lot on the animation. Um, Now that the pipeline is as refined as it is, they can bring that stuff back in and they can do, more impressive stuff but at that point they're like well let's stop telling stories about the jedi so we don't have to worry about robes <laughs> and it's, uh, these guys are clone troopers uh but it's okay we'll put some robe robe stuff on one of them um but uh yeah like like going back and and doing doing these characters again and and um and really giving it like that 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 transition that proper transition and seeing obi-wan looking like episode two obi-wan and clone wars obi-wan at the same time and it's like this this really great uh uh blending of the two designs i mean like just seeing obi-wan with the mullet but also with the armor was like thank you i just i appreciated it i appreciate yeah. that they that they gave us that because they didn't have to Right, they give him like you've got. There's lots of Obi Wan with the armor. It's fine, but they're like, yeah. And especially right after reading Brotherhood, where like it's in those early days of the Clone Wars, where Obi Wan still has the mullet, but like at the end of it, you see, you know, him and Anakin get the armor for the first time, and it was like felt like this was just a natural continuation of that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah, that like Christophsis is like basically right after that, right? Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and and Ahsoka showing up and everything. And I mean, like, like that is like that's one of the points of Brotherhood and that story is preparing Anakin for. uh, I think actually he is ready for for a Padawan, right? That like almost like Yoda heard what happened and was like, okay, all right. I still love I still love going back and watching the movie and and at the beginning of it, them being like, oh, Obi-Wan's new Padawan is coming. <laughs> and then she shows up and she's like, I'm Anakin's Padawan. And they're like, that can't be right. <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, uh, Obi-Wan like never got his Padawan. He's like, I put I, in for one. Yeah, Obi-Wan never true. got another Padawan. Um, no, he just had to he just had to be dad to both of them. <laughs> That's true. Uh, That's true. But yeah. I I don't know. And anything else? Anything else you guys want to talk about on this one in particular? I I've kind of said everything that I want to say, but yeah. I mean, I think for me, I I really, I mean, you know, all the outfit designs and everything were cool. But um, this one is actually this is my favorite of the Ahsoka episodes, and probably my second favorite episode overall. Um, the uh, the final Dooku one, um, which I'm blanking on the name of right now, but that was my favorite of the whole bunch. But um, I thought this one was really great. Just, you know, it like it didn't add a whole lot of new stuff that we needed to see the way that 
you know, the Dooku episodes really like fleshed out his character. Um, but just, uh, you know, being a, a huge Clone Wars fan, there was just, um, you know, so many like nice sort of emotional, like nostalgic touches in here. Um, and some things that did still kind of tie the story together. And I'm mean, really connecting it all the way through to the Siege of Mandalore and showing like why Ahsoka is able to survive against the 501st, which is this highly trained, you know, elite clone unit when so many other Jedi Masters are gunned down. Um, and of course, she has a little bit of forewarning because Rex, you know, stalls before shooting her. But also we see how many times she's trained against these guys and, you know, she's prepared for this. And the way that Anakin pushes her, uh, you know, to an extreme at times for sure. But like you see, you know, that's just sort of his way that like he really is doing it because he cares and because he has her best interest in mind. Um, and I really like the interaction between the two of them when he starts out kind of being kind of aloof, if you will, where he's just like, all right, do it again, you know, set to stun, knock her out. Like, it seems like he kind of doesn't care what happens. And he's just like, all right, get up, do it again, do it again. And then he, you know, she gets kind of frustrated with him and they sit down and they have a kind of a one-on-one -on -one heart to heart where he's like, you know, look, yeah, you, you passed your test in the temple where you were training against droids, but like we're at war out here and I have to make sure that you're prepared for anything. And, um, you know, I, I have to push you. I have to, you know, we can't settle for just these program tests against battle droids. Like, um, you know, and he says the best way I can protect you is to teach you to protect yourself and uh, to, you know, prepare you for, for whatever might get thrown your way out there. Um, and so really to see that, you know, to again, tie that into then the Siege of Mandalore where, um, well, in, in Order 66 after the Siege of Mandalore, where, you know, she's surviving, uh, you know, against all these clones and it's because she's trained against them, but it's really because of the, the training and um, the values that Anakin instilled in her and the way that he, uh, you know, he pushed her. And it's almost this beautiful poetry where it's like at the same time that he's out there cutting down Jedi and killing them, like his teachings are saving Ahsoka in that moment at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, I, I loved all the, the interactions between those two characters and, uh, just kind of getting to see more of that journey. And again, just seeing more of them together again in this Clone Wars time period, even if it was for a brief 10 minutes, um, it was just fun to see them again. Cool to, you know, like you said, see those updated models and see Anakin with the short hair and Obi-Wan with the mullet, um, see the phase one clone troopers again. I love when, uh, you know, the first time they do the exercise and she gets knocked out and she wakes up and Rex is like, oh, sorry, Jesse tagged you pretty good. And you see one of the clones just raise his hand and go, sorry, Commander. Um, and it's just this funny little moment. But then again, the fact that Jesse is, you know, the one leading the guys trying to kill her in the end, like all this yeah. stuff, you know, tied together really well. So. Um, yeah, I loved it. This was, this was definitely, um, my favorite of the Ahsoka episodes and just a nice dose of Clone Wars nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, it's time for you to, to, to say what you got to say. Yeah. He already, <laughs> he beat me too. Kyle articulated it perfectly. I love the implication that Anakin essentially saved Ahsoka from order 66, which he is like critical in the role of of being a part of in the first place. So it's just like weird. Would he be happy that this is how it turned out? Like, because obviously the next time they see each other, they're trying to kill each other. Unfortunately, um, I yeah, I, I loved it. I love Siege of Mandalore is my favorite episode arc in Clone Wars. So to see something just kind of like be a little little piece of garnish on top of Siege of Man, just to get a little bit more of Siege of Mandalore, uh, made me happy and like that extra context and and just the the 
implications it has on Anakin and Ahsoka's relationship and, and uh, uh, student teacher relationship and, and friendship and all that stuff. Like I, I, like I loved that. I loved, and it's, it's cool because Anakin really was that unorthodox teacher, right? That he's an unorthodox Jedi almost really would have been the perfect Padawan for Qui-Gon Jinn in that regard. But um, just to see Anakin thinking outside the box because he cares about Ahsoka and, and essentially saving her life and doing so. I loved it. I, lo- I love that much of the episode. Also, I am that fan that red letter media loves to make fun of. We're like, ATSTs, I clapped, I clapped. <laughs> Tara Sunube, Padawan Kanan Jarrus. Like, come on. Like, this episode yeah. is built. Like, I. I, I unapologetically get excited for these little surprises because I yeah. love these characters and I love when they pop up. I love seeing what they're doing at any given point in the timeline. Yeah. So just like, the, yeah, the the way that the way that that Caleb Doom, I I reacts in the background when yeah, Ahsoka does it, and he's like, he's like, did you see that? That was rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, that's yep, that's Kanan. It was, it was wonderful. <laughs> so good. It's so good. And it informs like in Rebels later on when they sync back up, right? And it's like, oh, huh. Yeah, you guys would have seen each other around the temple and that sort of thing. Uh, what I really need uh, and we, I, we've talked about this uh, is, is Cal. I need Cal Kestis. Yes. Like, like I, I gotta say, we ha- I need to know that Kanan and Cal knew each other. Cause they're about the same age. Like they're, they're right around the same age. So like having, having the two of them. And then I would love to see like a thing of like the two of them and like Ahsoka walks by and they're like, did you know that she's Anakin Skywalker's Padawan? And <laughs> to the two of them just like getting into hijinks in the Jedi temple at the beginning of the clone wars before they, uh, be- before they went off to, to also have to fight because everybody was dying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the animated series that I want is Kanan and Cal, uh, which is that's a Kanan. <laughs> wow, that is yeah. very Kanan and Cal. That would be amazing. I wow. did I did do a, a a while ago. I did like I a, a, a Photoshop of like the Kanan and Cal logo uh, with, but changed it to uh, Kanan and Cal, and it's got like the Jedi Temple in in the. In the back, do they work at Dex's Diner? <laughs> oh, burgers. Oh, man. <laughs> it writes itself, it writes itself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we can't, we there's no, we, there's no time, we can't get into this. All right, um, all right. season two of Tales of the Jedi is <laughs> Kanan and, and Kel. No, we've already well, outlined season Kanan two on Tales of the Jedi last week. Yeah, I know. I cool. Anything else, or do we want, we want to move on to the final episode? Uh, I'm biased. I'm happy to see James Arnold Taylor again. We'll hear James Arnold Taylor again as Obi-Wan. Yeah. So it was a nice, a nice little, of course. Chef's yeah. Kiss. And, he, and, and then just that final line where Rex says, you know, let's hope all that training paid off as they're mm-hmm. marching to face yeah. Jesse. It was like, as we were watching the episode, I was already getting the implication that like, oh, this, you know, it's showing us why she was able to, to fend off against order 66. I was not expecting it to then go into that episode yeah. and give us like a new scene in the middle of it. And that was just a gut yeah. punch for them yeah. to literally be like, Hey, you know, when we cut away, uh, this is what <laughs> Rex said to us. Yeah. It's like, did he? Was, yeah, he yeah. did. That's, that's, that's what happened now. 
<laughs> One other thing I wanted to point out too, because Joe, you were talking about in the last episode how you went into it really hoping to see uh, Plo Koon come to take Ahsoka at the end. And with this one, I was really hoping that we actually were going to see her, like the moment where she starts training with the two lightsabers for the first time. Oh. Um, because like the one story that I always wanted in Clone Wars was like an episode of just her and Anakin like sparring and training at the Jedi Temple and you know her getting frustrated and him like okay let's try this and she tries out two lightsabers for the first time and is like really good at it. like a, a Trials of the Dark Saber type episode mm-hmm. where Ahsoka starts using the two sabers for the first time and so when we saw like stuff from this in the trailer I was like oh we're finally going to get to see that and then mm-hmm. it didn't happen um but it's funny because I feel like sometimes, you know, my own expectations can get in the way of that kind of stuff. Because I realize, like, almost with every single one of these episodes, there's, like, something that they could have put in there or something that I was expecting to see or hoping to see that wasn't in it. And then in retrospect, I realized, like, well, the story didn't really need that. Like, they mm-hmm. could have added that as an additional touch or some fan service or whatever. But, like, clearly each of these episodes, I think, has, like, a specific story that they're trying to convey or a specific theme or whatever. And it's very much, like, trim the fat. Like, we're just putting across what we need to put across. And I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah, dude. I am, I am a greedy little brat with that stuff. <laughs> and and I'm very self-aware of it. Totally. I, I mean, like, I think that we're all, we're all obnoxious Star Wars <laughs> fans at yeah. heart, right? Um, we're just, we're just tempered. We just don't go on the internet and start yelling at the creators when we don't get what we want. I'm not going to lose sleep about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the heart wants what the heart wants, right? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Um, cool. Uh, let's, let's jump into the last one resolve. I, to me, this was, uh, this one was the weakest one, even though this is of, of the Ahsoka episodes. I feel like this is the one with like the most actual story. To it, mm. it at the same time, it's just like I think maybe because of the fact that it's a snippet from the novel, like that it's literally just yeah. lifted out of the Ahsoka novel. Um, and it retcons a bunch of stuff and people got really mad about that. Um, that I I don't know, it just doesn't it, this one just didn't hit for me. It really didn't. Uh let's let's read the the official description. A former Jedi is faced with the truth that they cannot be something they are not. That's the official description. That's the official description. Uh, The real description of this episode is that Ahsoka is hiding after Order 66. um, And she's in this like little farming village or whatever, just trying to live a life. And uh, an Inquisitor shows up, basically, and starts killing everybody. And then she has to kill the Inquisitor. Um, Now, in the novel, I never made it this far in the novel. So I'm going based off of uh, like hearsay and uh, what I can gather from what people got mad about on the internet. Um, in the novel, she takes his lightsaber and like purifies the the kyber crystals like in the fight or is like, does anybody know? Kyle, you read this one, right? Yeah, I don't. Th- I mean, it's been a long time, so I don't remember yeah. the exact details. I don't think it was in the fight. It's afterwards, um, right? I like, think people- it's afterwards because like pur- purifying kyber crystals is a process. Yeah. People um, were like mad that she didn't purify the kyber crystals in the episode. And it was like, isn't that something that happens later? Because this is yeah, a, see, that's- for, for those who maybe don't know, when we see her in in Rebels, she's got the white blades, right? She's got the two mm-hmm. new lightsabers with the white blades. Those 
blades, the only way to get a white blade in the current mythology, I don't want to say canon, in the current mythology of Star Wars, is to take... So red red kyber crystals are kyber crystals that have been corrupted. They don't naturally occur, right? So when you become a Sith or an Inquisitor uh, or Dark Jedi, whatever, you have to like... There's like a... There's like a thing with blood or something like that where like you corrupt the kyber crystal. Well, yeah, they they call it bleeding the crystal. Yeah, bleeding but it's it. basically just corrupting it with the dark side. But yeah, you take like yeah. a blue or green crystal and you bleed it and make it red. And that's what yeah, and that's what turns it red. And then Ahsoka purified the two kyber crystals from this Inquisitor double bladed saber and made her white katana lightsabers out of those crystals so there's like a but like and i don't know i guess it's similar to i'm going to complain about the thing that you guys just complained about or that that you guys were just doing in the previous two (laughs) episode conversations but like there's people who are just like but i wanted to see that and it's like but that's not what this one was but there's i guess there's a bunch of stuff that happens in this fight that is cut out of it because it's not the novel and it's a it's a what is this like a 14 minute episode um and people were really mad about it people got mad on the internet they were big See, mad. that's that's interesting because i feel like the thing i saw people getting more mad about was like the side characters that she interacts with in the village um okay not and being the same characters yes because in the in the episode, it's like a girl and her brother and Ahsoka like saves the girl from a farming accident and like uses the force and the girl's like, your secret's safe with me. But the brother like overhears and turns her over to the Empire and that's why the Inquisitor shows up. Um, but in the book, it's two sisters and one of them, Ahsoka just kind of like becomes friends with. The other one, I don't remember if it's like strictly confirmed or if it's just like very heavily implied that this girl is gay and like has a crush on Ahsoka. And so people were like really mad that they retconned like what was basically Mm. like the first queer character in the new Disney canon. Um, Which I think is like a fair criticism if you were hoping to see that. But to me, like I don't even see it as a retcon more just like a very streamlined telling of the same story. Um, Even the stuff with the Inquisitor. I mean, again, obviously like she, I'm assuming that's, implied to be the same red lightsaber that she takes and purifies the crystals and everything. We just don't see it happen. Um, But even, you know, the fact that the fight is so short, the fact that the inquisitor like disappears into smoke at the end, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, to me that had almost a little bit more of like a, this is just a story kind of vibe. Um, As opposed to like, this is factually how it happened in Canon. So um I mean, I can understand why people would be upset about them, you know, erasing certain characters or whatever, but I don't see it as erasure so much as just they didn't have time for that in this version of the story. Because again, it wasn't about really her relationships with the townspeople and stuff. It really was just about getting her from point A to point B of trying to hide and not be a Jedi anymore. And then realizing that like she can't turn away from that life and she still has to help people. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny that like people get mad about so many things on the internet that like you and I can see different sets of people getting mad about different things. Because yeah, I, yeah, because I, I also I like, saw about this was about was so, it was something about the 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 Inquisitor and the Kyber crystals and all and the purifying and stuff. And I was like, I don't like I don't understand why everybody's so mad. But but it what you just talked about 
is something to actually be upset about. Like that makes sense to me of like, oh yeah, no, if you were really um, expecting to see this character, uh, uh, characters that that finally like represented uh, a, a, a non-represented minority in Star Wars, uh, then having that character not show up is, uh, that's a bummer. Like that's a, uh, to put it lightly, I think yeah. that's a bummer. And that's a, it's an interesting choice. And, and um, I don't know, it's not something that anybody will ever talk about officially from Lucasfilm, but it would be nice if they addressed, uh, but they won't. But I don't know. I I've all, I've always considered Afra to be the first queer character in the Disney canon, but that's one of those things where it's like she wasn't introduced that way. That's something that yeah. came in after the fact. I don't know timeline wise, like like publishing wise, when that happened. But I mean, I'm pretty sure the Ahsoka novel came out before the Afra comics were a thing. But again, like Afra, like you see her kissing girls like on the comic pages, whereas this was more of like sort of an implied, yeah, yeah, like, but like it was there. Um, when are when are when are we getting a, a Doctor Afra series for for real? Like I would love that. That's one of those things where it's like they keep they keep like going around on all these things that they're doing in Star Wars, and it's like I don't understand why this character isn't being tapped for something because or at least have her show up in something like she's the perfect kind of character to come in and out of different series and then eventually spin off into her own series. Totally. Afra such a good character. She's such a great character. Um, And they did that. They did like the the audio novel uh novelization of the comics which it was such a weird thing of like why don't you guys tell a new story with this character instead of rehashing the existing story but in audio form but anyways um yeah <clears throat> yeah i don't know like like i said before like this one just really like i just found it kind of eh. like it's really just a matter of getting to the fight at the end and then the fight is not really that exciting to me um but the design of the inquisitor is neat yeah He's got that bird mask thing going on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think I think my favorite part was the stuff at the beginning. Um, you know, seeing Ahsoka at Padme's funeral and her conversation. Oh with yeah, Bale. I forgot about that. I forgot about yeah. that. You can you can tell you guys can tell I didn't do my I was watching Bad Batch. That's, <laughs> I didn't do my homework and and rewatch these episodes right before we recorded. Um, so it's it's been a little while since I've watched them, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that stuff so was really good. And the stuff with Bale, like having, yeah. having Bale show up was really cool. Yeah, so I, I like the first half a lot more because that did kind of add some some new, like obviously we hadn't seen yeah. her at Padme's funeral before and then um, having Bale kind of give her that pep talk about like, hey, you know, yeah, things are dark, but like we need to stay together and, and sort of stay in the fight. And uh, obviously, you know, she doesn't um, she doesn't do that right away, but she keeps his words in mind. Yeah. She keeps the calm link that he gives her and then, Eventually, after she has the confrontation with the Inquisitor, she realizes, oh, yeah, I can't stay away from this. Um, But then, yeah, I mean, once she gets to the farming planet, that whole second half of the episode is really where it's just like a very super short spark notes version of the Ahsoka novel. Um, But yeah, the stuff in the beginning I thought was fantastic. And also, I mean, you talk about the animation never having looked this good. There were a couple of shots in like they're on Naboo in, in that first half. There's particularly a shot where she um it's after she has the conversation with bale on the balcony 
And then it cuts down to the river where the Y-Wing is waiting with Rex. And you see a shot of like, it's just Ahsoka's feet walking along the water. And I swear, like for a couple of seconds, I thought it was live action. I was like, did Dave just slip in a preview of the Ahsoka (laughs) series here? And like, once you see the characters, you realize, oh no, this is still animated. But like the water running under the moonlight and everything, I was like, it looks so real. Yeah, the, the technical animation has gotten so, so advanced that there are there are definitely moments and like in that in the first episode as well right in the in the life and death one i with that forest there's a couple of moments where you're like did they just shoot photography of a forest like did did they cheat um just going back a second can we just give the mvp award to bail organa now because i the dude single-handedly kept the jedi order together when even the jedi were like no we're done right yeah like, pretty much like obi-wan kenobi was like no nah, i'm a sad depressed uh, uh f- f- fish farmer uh, <laughs> like fish butcher on tatooine now leave me alone i don't want to do anything i'm just gonna creepily watch this kid from uh from a mile away and uh and ahsoka was like no nah, i'm not a jedi anymore leave me out of it i'm just trying to hide i don't i don't want to be a part of this anymore and uh and then and then you know like with with the 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 ghost crew as well like he's instrumental in bringing them together into the fold with uh with the rebellion like like the jedi would not have the connection to the rebellion and therefore the rebellion would not be successful without bail organa like i I think i think it's like it, it it cannot be understated not to mention the fact that you know he raised uh, one of the most powerful Jedi uh, uh, in the galaxy, but raised her in a way that she was even cooler because she wasn't just a Jedi, but was also a general and a princess and a senator and all of the awesome things that Leia was like, like, uh, like if, as if that wasn't enough, as if being by I, I, I half of the parenting team to raise uh the the most formidable woman in the entire star wars galaxy i he also was like hey ahsoka quit your belly aching come be a jedi and <laughs> obi-wan <laughs> knock it off you're a jedi <laughs> go save leia um yeah he's bail organa he, like he kept the faith even when the jedi didn't even when the jedi yeah. couldn't he still kept the flame going for them for when they were ready to come back like let's all just give him a round of applause not a real one because it's a podcast and i don't (laughs) want everybody to clap on a podcast because that's terrible for audio but like just imagine just imagine a a a massive uh applause for bail organa uh and just and jimmy smith's by you know association because He's awesome. Uh, yeah. But Bale, Bale is that character that pops up in things and you're like, yeah, there's Bale Organa. He's involved yeah. in all this stuff, right? Which begs the question, where the heck was he in Andor? But Season two. Season two. Yeah, Don't I'm, worry. I'm, He'll I'm be sure there. we'll see him in season two. He'll be there for sure. For sure. He'll be like towards the end of season two of Andor, I think. I think I think what will happen is that like after after uh, uh, Luthen uh, bites the dust, because he will. He has to. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, after that happens, you'll see, you'll see Bale step in and uh, and the and the 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 true Rebel Alliance will start to take form, right? But, anyways, we're not here to talk about Andor. We're here to talk about Tales of the Jedi, 
Joe, did you have anything to add? You're so silent this episode. Uh, listen, you guys are doing all the work for me. I'm over here. I'm ready to take a nap. You guys got everything <laughs> covered. It's all okay. good. It's perfect. Um, I guess the one thing I do want to say, uh, other than... Yeah, okay. I guess I have a couple things. Um, Ashley Eckstein, I think, had the most believable, powerful delivery of any line I've heard her ever do when she said she was my friend. It was so like, I, it, I forgot that it was a voice actress and I felt Ahsoka being really mm. sad that Padme was gone. And mm. it like, in, in that moment, I was like, whoa, that was, I don't know what it was. It just, it really blew me away. I was very impressed with it. Um, but she's a, an amazing voice actress. I don't know why I was impressed with it, but I was. Um, and it like, it really, like, I felt it for a while and I was thinking about it for a while after it happened to the point that I had to rewind because I missed some stuff because I was thinking about it for too long. Um, the other thing is to kind of piggyback off of Bale, uh, Bale's in the Bad Batch season two trailer. So, oh, that's true. That I'm, I'm curious if the stuff that happened with Ahsoka in this episode at the end is about the same time that we see him in season two of Bad Batch. How how long has that been? Um, so that begs the question, are we going to see Ahsoka in the Bad Batch? Um, are we going to see Ahsoka reunite with Rex in the Bad Batch? Because who's to say that when they reunite in Rebels, that the last time they saw each other was at the end of Siege of Mandalore? The, the, or or really, I guess, even more recently than that, the beginning of this episode when yeah. Rex picks her up um, from from the funeral. So it's it's more than anything. It just has me thinking, Mike, you, you know, you've said this a million times. The stuff that we're seeing in Tales of the Jedi is probably setting stuff up for later. Did they set stuff up for later where Bale's going to be involved with Ahsoka at this point in Bad Batch next time mm. we see it? Mike's pleading the fifth. Well, he might already I, know. He might already I, have. I, no, I, 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 I haven't. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen right. that far into the season. No, I, I wouldn't so. expect that to happen in the yeah. first two episodes. Mm-hmm. No. No, I was, I was. The only thing I'll say about that is that the first two episodes are just very much about seeing the the bad batch where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, in the because there's been this little time jump of a few months, right? So. I'm not giving anything away. That's not like there's nothing spoilery there because there's a there's an official description um, uh, out there of like the next season sort of thing. And that's basically what it is, is like we pick back up with the Bad Batch a few months after the events of the destruction of Topoka City. Um, And yeah, that's pretty like that's it's really like these the two parter is really just about establishing like what have they been up to and what's their vibe <laughs> what's going on with these guys um why the you know like just and and visually you see it right but anyways um with the new well, outfits I, mean. I have a quick question so you know uh kyle i don't remember if it was maybe it was mike uh who said when the inquisitor disappears and you know do we know why that is like do we know like what species is it because he's like it's it's weird that like we never really got any kind of explanation for is is that going to connect to something later is that a set for something later but like i remember seeing it and be like the bad guys aren't supposed to do that that's a good guy thing yeah i don't know like it, we definitely haven't gotten an official description of it yet as far okay. as i've seen and 
again, it could be, it could be that it's the species that he's part of. It could be that it's, um, I don't know, like, I mean, I think that was an actual inquisitor, but you know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff with like Sith visions and spirits and, you know, it could have been like a conjured thing or like, Mm. again, that's why to me, it's one of those things where like, I don't worry about it too much. It's just kind of like, it almost feels like a more like mythological telling of the story. Okay. Oh, it was Um, you, Kyle. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, that was just, yeah. One of those things where I'm like, I don't know if that's supposed to line up. Like, I don't know if we're supposed to have a concrete answer for that. Again, it's really just about the story of Ahsoka confronting evil and rediscovering her resolve to, um, you know, still not necessarily be a Jedi because we know in Rebels, she says, I'm no Jedi, even though in Mandalorian, then they call her a Jedi again and she at least doesn't object to it. So I don't know what her official Jedi status is, but she certainly is at least committed to carrying on the work of the Jedi as far as helping people and, you know, restoring peace and justice and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, it's it's honestly one of those things that I haven't dwelt on a whole lot. I I just think, you know, it's kind of a cool touch. It's it's mysterious. And this character comes and goes so quickly. Like if this was an established character, like if we knew him from other stuff or if he had a more prominent role in the story, if he was in it for longer than like 45 seconds, I think it would have bothered me more or I'd be asking a lot more questions where I'm like, no, mm. we need to know because this has larger repercussions. But like, because he's just in and out so quickly, I feel like this is, it's it's just a story. That's yeah. how I see it. Anyway. I still want to yeah. know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely it's definitely one of those things where it's like a little conspicuous, but also mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's also Star Wars. Yeah, it's, you know. Um. So yeah, I people disintegrate or like turn into ghosts or whatever. I don't know. Sometimes it just happens. Uh, Maybe they were just like, this looks cool. We'll explain it later or we Mm -hmm. won't. We just won't explain it. Maybe Dave was just like, I just want it to happen. A good question Um, for another time. (laughs) Oh God. Oh my God. I just, I just watched the force awakens uh, uh, not that long ago. And that scene happens. And I'm like, (laughs) when, when, (laughs) (laughs) uh but they won't go near the sequel stuff with a 10-foot pole unless it's in lego form for some reason yeah lego is allowed to tell whatever stories they want with whatever characters they want and they're constantly like let's tell more stories with the sequel characters and but nobody else is allowed to it's so weird it's so weird that they're like let's invest millions of dollars in creating this part of the timeline and these new characters and then screw it up so bad that we're afraid to touch it. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, but Galaxy's it, Edge can. Yeah, but Galaxy's Edge can. It, but but and even Galaxy's Edge is do. like getting away from it now because they're like, go to Galaxy's Edge and get your picture with Boba Fett and Fennec Shand and the Mandalorian and Grogu. It's like they're not they're not like, hey, here's like they did they haven't added Poe Dameron or Finn, mm. right? Like yeah. They haven't they they haven't added anything from the sequel trilogy. They're just like, yeah, I guess Ray and Chewie walk around and Kylo Ren walks around. That's it. Um, anyways, it would it wouldn't be a Star Wars podcast with me if I didn't find some way to take a dig at Rise of Skywalker at some point. <laughs> it's impossible for me at this point. Uh, 
I, hey, what a wonderful note to end on. Um, no, <laughs> the note that we'll end on is that obviously, um, uh, you know, the holidays are coming up. It's uh, it's uh, going to be the, the 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 Christmas and the and the Hanukkah and uh, many other things I, I, that people celebrate and all that sort of thing. So there won't be new episodes of this podcast until January when Bad Batch comes back. But then there will be episodes every week for Bad Batch until the end of March. So uh, everybody should be excited about that and happy about that, I think. If you listen to this podcast and you're like, oh, I like this podcast. Well, there's more coming. Um, But we're going to take a a few weeks off, obviously, um, until Bad Batch starts. But, but... Over on Force Perspectives, I am attempting to do uh, episodes uh, about Willow. I put out my episode uh, covering the first two, the premiere, right? And I, I I just haven't had the time to do my review of the third one. I, the problem is that I got sick and, I, and I'm behind the eight ball on it. It's like I've just, I've fallen behind and now I, I got to double up in order to, to get ahead. But mm-hmm. then I have all of these other podcasts that I got to also do. But I'll do it this week. I'll get I'll get caught up this week um, with the third and then the fourth episode of Willow over on Force Perspectives. Uh, we've also got uh, Perfect Ten going, uh, and uh, recently we just did an episode for Avatar, which you know the sequel comes out this Friday, uh, as of recording. So um, so go listen to Perfect Ten and get yourself hyped for Avatar: Way of Water because. Uh, you're probably not right now on account of the fact that it took like 14 years to make uh, <laughs> 13 years to make uh, the sequel to Avatar. And you're like, did I like that? And and if you're listening to this podcast, I think there's a good chance that actually you did like Avatar. But then but then everybody did that thing where they went on the Internet and like made fun of people for liking Avatar. So everybody started <laughs> saying that they didn't like Avatar, even though. Um, it made more money than like Star Wars movies often make. <laughs> so it's like, it's what, cause what is it? It's like the number two spot of all time adjusted for inflation or something like that. Um, I don't, I don't know if, if one of the Marvel movies has like unseated it or whatever, but well, Endgame um, passed it, but then, you know, they keep re-releasing them in theaters and going back and forth. I'm not sure who's got the top spot. Right yeah. Now. That's the thing is like, I can't keep track of it because it was like, uh, Spider-Man, uh, no way home was like, was like in one of those number one spots and then it lost it. So then they were like, we're going to re-release it in theaters with extra footage that when that happened in like September and it was like, so did it take back its spot? But then avatar was like, we're re-releasing that in October and they did that. And it's like, yeah. Anyways. Well, Spider-Man was never number one overall though. Cause it was, no. it was, it was avatar by a lot. It was, you know, like 2.7 billion or something like that. And then Endgame was the first one to ever hit three. And then mm. um, I don't remember if avatar ever took it back or not. But um, in any case, it's up there. In any case, you've all seen Avatar more than once. That's the thing here. That's the point is that like, and you did that because you liked it. Uh, And so go listen to our podcast, our episode of Perfect Ten about Avatar uh, with uh, with Danielle and I talking about that. So you can get hyped for the new one because the new one actually looks really cool. 
I'm very excited to go see it this weekend. Kara is also very excited to go see it this weekend. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Kyle, what do you guys got coming up on Saga Continues? You were talking about Jedi Survivor. What what else do you guys have on the docket? Yes. So um, we've got – so we our last episode that we put out was our 200th episode, our 10-year anniversary celebration. Uh, we've got an episode that I still need to edit and put out, and I'll probably do that tomorrow, and that's uh, our review of the second half of the season of Andor. And then uh, Tim and I are recording again this week, and we're talking about Jedi Survivor. I think we're also going to talk about the Bad Batch Season 2 trailer um, that we just talked about today, because that came out since the last time we recorded. Um, and just, I mean, this will probably be the last time we record for the year, so we'll probably just do a little wrap-up, you know, Star Wars year in review yeah. and what we're looking forward to for next year, because there was a lot this year, and there's going to be a lot next year. So, um, yeah, so... Uh, if you guys want to check that out, you can find us on Twitter at Star Wars TSC and uh, StarWarsTSC.com is our website. So uh, hope to have you listen to us over there as well. Cool. And Joe, you don't you don't have another podcast. Is that is that right? I, this is I, it. This is this is it. This is it, baby. <laughs> this is, if you want to hear my voice. This is seems, the only place to do it. Have a seems YouTube weird because you barely talked on this podcast, too. I, you know, I'm we'll just make it. Joe like intro the episode next time. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't go so well that time. Uh, Kyle, I think you well, and I. So we, yeah, we did do that one time when Mike couldn't make it. Stuttering and tripping over myself. I was like, oh, let me do this one. And then I, I flubbed it all up. You need to um, you need to take on the persona of like our producer that okay. uh that just like interjects every once in a while right, you know yeah. <laughs> like or you're like you're like you're like the paul schaefer where we just we'll just throw to you every once in a while isn't that right yeah we can trade off where like mike you say your piece and then we'll let joe comment first because like i keep jumping in right after you and saying everything joe was gonna say i don't so. mind going it's through true. it i'm just i was next just time next time joe can steal my ideas all right perfect perfect true okay uh, well, I'll try and remember that in January. Uh, until then, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting us uh, over on Patreon if you do that. Uh, and if you don't support us on Patreon, thank you anyways. So it's probably not how you thought I was that was going to go right there. <laughs> uh, but it is. Thanks. Whatever. I don't care. I, I, if you do, that's cool. If you don't, thanks for listening. Um, and uh, like I said, we'll be back in January. Uh, but there's lots of other podcasts to listen to lots of other thunder quack podcasts to listen to in the meantime. So, uh, go check those out and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys in January for brand new episodes of bad batch. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. Looks like bad batch is blasting off again. Follow Rebel Cells on Twitter and Instagram at Rebel Cells and on Facebook at Rebel Cells Podcast. You can support the podcast in three ways. First, by going to the podcast service of your choice, leaving a rating and review to help others find the show. Second, by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support to get cool rewards like exclusive podcasts and more. 